Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Welcome to the Nikki Glaser Podcast. It's Nikki Glaser. It's Thursday. Um, thank you so much for listening and watching on our YouTube uh, channel. You can find a link to that, you know, at... Uh, Nikki Glazer Pod on Instagram. It's the link is in our bio. I overheard Noah um, mm-hmm. this morning. You were on Zoom with Andrew and Mark, our kind of technical creative produce uh, producer. Um, love him, Mark, and uh, you guys were talking about the YouTube comments, and I I was putting my Uh-oh. duvet on my on my comforter. You mean you were wrestling with your duvet? I, I mean, I told Andrew, I go, tell them I'm putting my duvet on so I'll be there in two days. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I was get, I was getting some cardio in before the show. And um, I heard you saying that you've been you said, you know, um, I'm really surprised. Like the YouTube comments are actually really, really nice. You know, aside from some of the spam. And I didn't hear you say spam. I just thought like beside aside from, and then I was like, I think I kind of went like da 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 da. Like I kind of think I earmuffed <laughs> so I wouldn't hear. And then you guys are like elaborating on the spam and how you're working to like get those comments removed or whatever. But I feel like even spam is positive. 
you know, if, yeah, if it was spam- like free sex or something like that. So, oh my God, that's positive too. It's sex positive. <laughs> um, I'm grateful that uh, the comments have mostly been nice. I'm definitely not reading them, but I was thinking like it might be fun to um, try to make our videos the most positively uh, commented on videos on YouTube. Like, I think we might be able to do it. Like, I think that if I ask my fans, I think, and honestly, I think it might be good for people, people's souls. I don't want you to say anything that isn't true. So like, if all you can say is, um, I like the mask the dog behind you is wearing, uh, in the shot, or I like that shirt or what, or like you have arms, like you can literally go right. You have arms and with an ex like three exclamation marks, that's, that will be, I just want to bombard the comments with positivity and I, and not because, I mean, let me just say it is, it is uh, double sided here, like, or it's, um, many levels to this I wanted because I want people to say nice things about me even though I'm not going to read them because I'm just scared that people might (laughs) say something mean like you might have an adjective about my arms and even if it's a good adjective it might not be the one I want you know what I'm saying so like you look a lot of people say I look jacked a lot of times which I take as a huge compliment because I don't do fucking anything for my arms so if anything like I'll get back. Let me put a pin in that thought for a second because I do have a good point about that and we'll return to it. But I want, I think that when you write something positive and like I was saying the other day, when you do a positive, like a service for someone else outside of yourself and just spread positivity, it comes back to you. And I I know that's just like so, Uh, really Nikki, if you spread cheer, it'll come back. Like we all know that, but maybe this'll help you or, or like, honestly, don't even write it on mine. Like, Let's just go on YouTube under accounts and like write positive things that and spell them right too. So we don't, so we, you know, spe- like does YouTube comments not have spell check? Is that what's going on there with why people just can't? It's just YouTube comments are notoriously like the dumbest things you read, right? Of yeah, any I think kind people of, are just like smashing their keyboard and pressing enter, yes. you know? It's keyboard cat on <laughs> like doing this on the keys. Um, which is my favorite way of saying, of laughing on text is like just typing a bunch of nonsense. And sometimes yes. it autocorrects to like words, but you know, that's I think the best way to be like, I'm laughing really hard. Um, and I've been doing that since, you know, AIM days of like, ha ha ha, I would do ha ha. I never did LOL. That was like after my time on AIM, like LOL came later. Um, but I was always doing hot and then I would just go if it was really, really funny, which is harder to do with, uh, you know, autocorrect these days. Wait, Let me go back. back to being positive because yeah. I don't know if you saw Ed Milet's post from a couple of days ago about that. Oh my God. I love Ed Milet. I, I know. Well, I started following him after you were on his podcast cause I just love obsessed. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very positive and like, uh, so anyway, so so I don't know if you saw, but he wrote um, s- something about that. You can't force anyone to do anything, but you can always, but you can repel negativity away from your life. Misery loves company, and if you create enough positive energy around you, it will become almost like a force field. Then the mm. negative people in your life have two options. And then, if you want me to read, either it, I will. get positive or get out. Yeah, that's what it is. Like it's either you'll repel the negative people away by your positive energy which i've experienced 
mm-hmm. or um, they'll they'll want to borrow some and it'll rub off on your friends yeah, and family. They'll, they'll they'll want what you have. You know, that's a thing in in you know recovery programs of you know when you're trying when you see someone struggling with a thing that you've been able to get recovery from. Um, you know, it's 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 lead by ex- like lead. Don't t- I forget like the they have some kind of like rhyming you know, a little quote, like meme thing that they say. There's so many like good quotes and, you know, uh, recovery program stuff, like little things that I don't ever remember because I'm bad at remembering quotes. But basically, never tell, you can't tell someone to get help or like you can't go like, you should do this. Like shoulds are, someone said something that your shoulders hurt and like you, you, your shoulders get tight when you're weighed down by shoulds, like shoulders have the word should in them. So whenever my shoulders are like, oh, I'm telling myself I should too much. I kind of like that. Um, and it sounds like the way Andrew would pronounce shoulders if he was reading it, shoulders. Um, <laughs> so no, but like you, it's so, when you first get like recovered from, let's say, you know, when I quit drinking or when I quit starving myself and, and exercising uh, to lose weight or, you know, just, you know, harmful things. I um I wanted to save everyone. I wanted to be like, you should do this. Go, read this mm-hmm. book. Do this. And now with like the Alan Carr stuff, I have you know the not smoke the not smoking book and the quitting drinking book. I've I used to do that a lot, and there's still a lot of stuff out there that is me saying like, I wish people like you should do this, and me buying the book for people before they ask. And now it's I just say, hey, if you are interested in stopping that I will totally talk to you about it but like come to me no judgment and like you can come to me because you know especially in people close to our lives I'm talking about my fans I've, I used to kind of be a little bit like more proselytizing about things and now I feel like um if you just you want you want people to want what you have you know and I think that that's kind of what led me to feel like I could maybe recover from these things is that I surrounded myself and put myself in the same rooms as people that were struggling um, with similar things as me, not like exactly the same. It's never going to be exactly the same, but man, you, you would just hear stories and you know, there are podcasts available to uh, people that are scared of going in certain groups that, you know, you've heard about recovery groups. There's podcasts of what those kind of, groups sound like that you can access um without having to go and there's also like zoom ones that you can go to and you don't have to turn on your camera in a lot of them or even introduce yourself even if they say hey anyone new introduce yourself that's the beauty of kind of recovery stuff is that they know that the reason people are addicts is because they feel uh pressure and like not good enough and so the best part about kind of recovery programs and I think at, like everyone that I've encountered, whether it's in like an, a 12 step thing or not, is that it's just so forgiving. Like you can just go and be anything and they'll accept you. And if you go and you're like, I don't want to talk. And they're like, anyone who's new, do you want to talk? And they know you're new and they're looking at you like, do you want to talk? And you just sit there and you don't talk. It's fine. Like no one makes you do anything you don't want to do when you're looking for help in these places. And I just want to say that, but, um, is it free? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, like, uh, so, you know, I don't, you generally talk about 
the specifics around how I kind of found freedom from my uh, body image obsession and binge eating and starving myself and over exercising and all those things that I am abstinent from, you know, and that I, you know, maybe not forever. Who knows? I it's, you know, I'm only one day at a time, that kind of thing. I think that's one of their, uh, I mean, I know that's one of their sayings, but, um, I do know that it is free. Um, if you think what I, what I can say is my own experience. And this is what you learn is like only speak from an I place. And that's the best part about these kinds of places is that no one's going to give you advice. (laughs) No one like you go in, um, from what I hear, you can go in, um, from what I understand from their literature, it's a place where you can go and share your story and be anonymous and trust that no one's going to judge you. And you know what? We can't help it. You're like, well, I'd judge people. I'd go in there. Are you kidding me? I've, I've been in those places before. Or been in, I used to go to group therapy with my abusive uh, therapist. She used to make us all all of her clients used to go together once a week and get together, which is kind of nice because we would take the elevator down after a session and just go, is she a little cuckoo? And it was just not, it was like suddenly this, the only child syndrome, you know, of like when you're an only child, the problem, being an only child, I I totally support parents who just have one child. I mean, I, I think I would have been fine as an only child. I always say though that the benefit of a sibling is having someone else to go, are mom and dad kind of fucking batshit crazy? Or like, don't they suck sometimes? It's having someone to commiserate with. Um, but I've learned that the best way to get people in your life who you desperately want to um, get to be as happy as possible is to not tell them about what you've done and what, you know, uh, tell them what they should do and that, oh my God, it, you, you know, you could do this. It's just to say, in my experience, when I have felt so-and-so way, I did this, and this is what happened. So, you know, um, if anyone – I know I'm talking very vaguely, but I always extend um, uh, the offer that if anyone ever wants to know what I did to conquer my bo- – not conquer, but to cope and be really so much better than I ever have been in um, since I got an eating disorder in 2002 – um, I've had I've had an eating disorder for that long, off and on, like not even off and on, just always, just different forms of it. And for the past year and a half, I have been um, not completely free of food obsession and body obsession and all those things. It comes up, but man, it's 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 basically like okay, yes, yeah, sometimes I'm in detention, but I used to be in prison. You know, sometimes I have to stay after wow. school and write on the chalkboard, but I used to be in solitary confinement for a life sentence. So that's the difference, you know? It's not, I'm not totally out of the woods, but it's just changed everything. Um, and if you're interested, I always extend the uh, like the offer to DM me on Instagram. And let me just say that uh, a lot of times I, I don't see those because I get a lot of message requests, but, and I can't always write back a lot, but if you wanna know how I got how I've been a year and a half without starving myself or binging or over-exercising, um, I'm always happy to tell you how um, in a private chat. Uh, but I want you to ask me. I don't want to have to just tell you. And in the Alan Carr book, I just want to say that got me to quit drinking. Um, 
that's always something that I just go, I always tell people, just have it on your shelf so that when you're ready, you can just pick it up. If you just feel like you're like, I just knew at some point I wanted to quit drinking. It wasn't today. It wasn't tomorrow. It wasn't next week. I just knew that my long-term goals was to be someone who didn't drink. And so I just bought the book because I knew the smoking book worked for me so well. So, I mean, the, what's, what's, what's the fear? If you want to be a non-smoker eventually, or you want to be a non-drinker, which by the way, you used to be a non-drinker. You used to be a non-smoker. Like some people just go, no, I'm a smoker. That's just like who I am. Before you had a cigarette, were you a smoker? Were you like thinking about smoking all the time and craving it? No, you can go back to that. That is up in you. You know, it's it just, it's you only are addicted to smoking because you did it once, but you can go back to that because you were before. You used to be someone who didn't drink. And yes, um, alcoholism is a disease and it's in us, but you can, for me, it wasn't so much a disease as it was, um, uh, I had to just change the way I thought about drinking and I was able to release myself from it. Eating stuff, not as not as easy for me. And so, you know, everyone falls into different categories. But the thing I was gonna say about my arms being jacked, let's get back to that. Okay. Um, Cause I, I have my dad's body. I have a dad bod. And <laughs> stop. <laughs> it makes me laugh so much. Please, re- will you remind me of that? Because I want to add that to my act. Because I truly have my dad's body. Like, And I'm so proud. I'm proud to say that because my dad, I mean, I posted on my Instagram story yesterday a picture of my dad in the water with my uh, brother-in-law. And my brother-in-law took a selfie. My dad's in the background. My dad is so fit and honestly doesn't do much. He's just a naturally fit guy. And so I know that if I just, you know, continue on the track I'm going, like, I I don't know, Noah. I, like, I always, do you have a body type for yourself in mind that is, like, your body? Or, like, do, do you like, can I ask you about your body right now? Sure. Do you do you like your body the way it is right now? Like, are you is this where you like to be? I'm okay with it. Okay. I I wish I could be like in a little bit of better shape, but I, I don't okay. hate my body. Okay, that's so. When you are in like, if your ideal your ideal look for your body, like imagine like your ideal like what you could look like. Is it within? Is it within reach? Like, or is it um, a body that you're like? You know, or is it someone who's taller or like has uh, bigger boobs or like things you can't actually do without surgery? Is it within reach when you think of like your ideal figure? Okay, well, um, I think it is within reach, but it'll be a lot of work because I I really (laughs) love women who are like a little bit more toned and like muscular Mm. and that it's so it's so hard for me to build muscle and stuff but I wish I could. (laughs) But it is within, like, you're not imagining uh, longer legs or... Yeah, height and all that stuff. A bigger hips and smaller waist or anything like that is... Over the bigger boobs. Yeah, (laughs) over things that are not attainable. Without surgery, yeah. Yes. Um, Because I think that I always wanted things it would what which that were unattainable and yeah i know there's surgery and i could that's the problem is that there's always something that you could do mm-hmm. to to change to get whatever you want you know uh, within within reason but within with taking surgery out of the equation like i i always thought because i got anorexic at two uh, when i was 18 
And I was always a really skinny child, like never felt like weird about it, but always very skinny, never worried about, was always like, this is going to be forever. Like I know that I was smart enough to know that skinny equals by what I was observing. Let me just say that by what I was observing from the way my mom talked to herself in the mirror, skinny equals good. And I was like, I have nothing to worry about. Then, um, high school hit and I stopped work. I stopped um, doing sports and I started having more emotions and didn't have any drugs to, I didn't know about drugs yet or drinking. And so I started just eating and got heavy. And for me, for my build, I got heavy, did not feel comfortable in my own skin. And then I got anorexic and then that it just went from heavy to anorexic. I never knew what my body was as an adult, like what I was meant to be ever, because I was barely an adult. You know, I got my period when I was like on the brink of 17. Like by the time I got, I was a woman, I was starving myself. So I just never knew. And I look at my dad sometimes and I, or my aunt Lynn and the way their bodies looked as adults around my age. And I'm like, oh, we're just natural. We are naturally sinewy kind of lanky people. And that is, you know, that's just the way I am. And a lot of times I have a lot of shame if I look too thin in pictures or I look like, I I look like Mr. Bones, you know, like I look, I freak out because I go, oh my God, you look anorexic. Like everyone's going to be worried for you. And then I, I start to like hate myself for that. Then if I gain three pounds, I start to panic that I'm going the other way of this girl that I hated in, in high school because I just felt out of control, you know? Um, but now people will say things like, oh my God, you're so jacked. And I always go, listen, it's Sally Hansen spray. Like when I spray my legs <laughs> or I spray my arms with Sally Hansen spray, I'm not joking you. It's, it's, a, it's, a, ga- it's a complete game changer the, of the amount of compliments and how much hotter, quote unquote, I look, right? Um, but when people say I'm jacked, it's funny because Kirsten is a trainer, right? And she knows all about the body. She knows that I don't do jack squat for my arms. I mean, I'm a runner and I will run four miles uh, at this point once every two weeks, but I'm not doing anything for my arms other than, you know, carrying groceries a block once a week. I don't know. And I'm not saying like, oh my God, I'm just naturally like have muscles. But the truth is I do. Like it's just my dad's body. And I, 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 so when people say, oh my God, you're so jacked, and I'm just like, it's natural. I used to hate girls that would be like, I'm just naturally thin. And I, but I am. And that's that's okay. And you know what? I also have like, there's things about myself that I, I that aren't uh, by society standard, uh, a good, like uh, something like um, aesthetically perfect or whatever. Like I have bags under my eyes a lot of times. I have puffy eyes or I have, like I just see this thing sometimes where I see like I have too much skin between my eye. Like my face seems to be falling off my skeleton sometimes. Okay. But guess what? That is just who I am. I just, with the same way that I accept the good thing that I'm happy I have the jacked arms. I also, I can't help that my arms just, and I go, I can't help it. And it's just like, this is the way I am. But why don't I have that attitude about things I hate? I can't help it. It's just the way I am. Why with the things that are a part of my body that are just the way I was born? I was born without a fucking ass. I was born with a flat ass. It's I know that I could change it with a lot of work. I don't have the time. It's not going to happen for me. All right? 
So why, when I have a flat ass, do I feel guilty about it? Do I feel like I'm failing in some way? But with my arms, I'm just like, it's just the way I am. Why can't I have that same attitude for everything? And someone wrote to me recently and said that my little advice one time of saying that when I look in the mirror and I feel um, like, let's just use the word disgusting if I'm being, if I'm having a bad day, right? And I look in the mirror and I'm like, ugh, gross or whatever. I, something I don't like about my body. I said, I said one time on a podcast and I say this all the time to myself, I, God wants me to be this way today. I have to be this way today. I don't have a choice. It wasn't my choice. It like, we talk so much about choices. I see so many things, Instagram stories or motivational things about the choices you make in life. You are not making choices. You, the choices you make are based on your brain structure, which you don't control. You don't get to figure out, you don't get to pick what your brain is doing. They are based on you, the the nurture you got from your parents. You didn't get to choose your parents. So it's it's something else. It's not you. So stop feeling the blame for it, you know? So if you, the next time you look in the mirror, and I have to say this to myself today too, because I was looking tired AF, and I put pink eyeliner underneath my eyes to just distract. I wanted something else there besides bags so that, I, you know, if you go, oh my God, she looks tired. You'll also be like, what the fuck? She has pink eyes too. And then it's like, oh, I chose the pink eyes. So like, you can't be mad at me about it. It's like something I chose. <laughs> but also, I don't, I don't know what I'm getting at, but someone wrote to me and said that the fact that I one time said that like, God wants me to be, let's say fat. I said, God wants me to be fat today. If I'm feeling fat and I'm having a negative connotation about that, which you shouldn't, but if you, let's say you do. God, whatever, the universe I, this is what I'm meant to be today. And let me just get through the day being like this. It doesn't have to be the way I am tomorrow, but it's the way I am today. Just fucking accept it. And you're supposed to be that way today. Everything was leading for you to be this way and not the way that of that girl on Instagram that you wish you looked like. They wanted her to be that way today. And guess what? She's not looking that way today. She has a lot of filters and she just, you know, look at the, her tub. It's warped. Um, she definitely, you know, body tuned that. I hope this helps someone. It helped me. Thank you for letting me go on a, a you know, body image spiel. And let's get to more funny stuff. Let's bring in Andrew. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I'm an island boy. Oh, no, no, I'm no. An no. I- what? What? Is I feel that- like you're just doing alligator boy now. Like, we lost island boy. No. No, How does Island going, Boy go? I'm an Island Boy. 
I'm an island boy. No, that's alligator boy man. <laughs> boy man. Boy man. <laughs> oh, I knew no would get a good reaction starting sunglasses with Sunglasses today. Why, why are you going sunglasses? I mean, I should have gone sunglasses. Go grab some SGs. No, I just feel like it, uh, you know, I've the people have already seen what my eyes look like on this video. <laughs> it's fine. I put some more pink eyeliner underneath. Uh, I thought the old cankers, canker eyes. No, canker, the cankers are <laughs> coming back, by the way. What? Dude, it's just like, I got to get more sleep. Yeah. I just, I don't want to go to bed early because that's the only, t that's when my day is done and I want to hang out. And like, How late were you up last night? Mm, I usually go to bed around one. Like I fall asleep around one. I got in bed at midnight. Yeah. And I was supposed to wake up at, uh, supposed to have a call with my book lady, um, the woman I'm writing a book with at uh, nine o'clock and... I was I had a homework assignment that she was like write this story, that's like the easiest thing to do. And I was gonna wake up at seven and do it just like I did in high school, college, <laughs> right before it's due. And um, I woke up at six forty-five, and my throat hurt so bad. And I was just like, no, no, no. I of all the things that I can cancel today, this is the only one that I actually it is not necessary and isn't you know costing a lot of money and people depending on me. And so I wrote her and I was like. I feel sick and I can't do it today. I'm so sorry. And it was true. You yeah. Know? I just couldn't do it. I'm just, I got too much going on. And I just told her, you know, I, I, I hate canceling and I'm sorry. I promise this is a priority, but I got a lot going on. And this is the one, I just was honest. And she was so nice about it. And she was like, yeah, this is the one thing that like, let's keep kicking this can down the road. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's always nice when you, like just today when I like, accidentally formatted that card i was like and you were so cool about it so when someone's cool about something like that you're like oh, oh yeah but then it's like sometimes i guess people's worries like well then it will happen again she won't do her homework assignment if i'm not angry you're gonna probably want to do it more next time yeah i think i think of positive reinforcement has been proven to be the thing that works more than negative yeah. reinforcement like being punished or screamed at doesn't yield the same results as like you know, in dog training, anything. They're just like, don't punish, just reward. And Just put a cheese it in my mouth and say, next time, be a good boy. The <laughs> thing about punishment or admonishment is that sometimes I'm not doing it to be like, oh, this will make him never do it again. I'm doing it because I have no control over my anger and I'm really mad about something else Maybe in my day or my canker sores yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so. What happened to your... Uh, Nux poop Nux. Oh, uh, my Nux. Um, today I was trying to unscrew um my steamer. Uh huh. Um, and the hand like it was just it just you know my hands get dry. This yeah. could be from digging in my purse. Like my knuckles just will drag on something very lightly and start bleeding like crazy. So yeah, I got oh, I got into a fight with a steamer <laughs> with Stanley. <laughs> I love steamers. I would have burned myself if I had to steam my hair. I would be. I'd look like Freddy no, Krueger in a month. Steam my hair. Oh, oh! I meant steam. My steam your hair. That I, would make it so frizzy. <laughs> frizzy. Yeah. I meant. I God, actually didn't so funny. mean that. Okay. But I did mean clothing. Just using anything hot. Oh my God! Steamers are so dangerous. <laughs> People don't understand because it just looks like like beautiful mist. Yeah. But it is. It will burn you so freaking fast. There. I feel like they're much more dangerous than. Is irons. it quicker than an iron? No, but um, yes, because irons, unless you have an ironing board already set up and yes. it's usually like, 
Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and then you have to go undo the thing or yeah. go for if it's retractable. And then you forget that it was on ten minutes before. Then you put it on and it has no water in it, so then you have to put the water in it. It goes. It's spitting everywhere, and then sometimes the iron like starts leaking on your shirt. Yes, like the the water comes yeah. out too much because you overfill. Sometimes the you get water though Ugh. on the steam. The steam shoots water. Sometimes. Yeah, those are malfunctioning ones. That's when you know you got to replace it. You're supposed to use distilled water. Why? Because it clogs up like the chlorine Cage and stuff. Free? Like yeah, you're, <laughs> you're supposed to use cruelty free water. <laughs> um. Women Ugh, have to like you go noise, from heating your you have to deal with heat so much as a woman. Yeah, your hair pads on our <laughs> on our utes ovaries ovaries. Yeah, that's right. Women um, deal with heat way more than guys in the kitchen, in your hair, on the clothes, uh, on your ovaries. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, you know, we take the heat a lot. You take the heat a lot. We uh, yeah. Do you do you iron your clothes or cramps. steam? I steam. I I don't have an iron, yeah. just the steamer. Do you have like a little travel one or you have like a big ass one? Um, I have one that an ex gave me for like my birthday. Oh, a boyfriend steamer. Whoa, does that Is it know? like baggy and like have his varsity <laughs> numbers on it? Um Yeah, does Avi know? Does Avi ever use it? Does he sense that you have like a Has he ever used it on his own clothes and been like honest, quiet? We barely use it. We just dry our clothes and just Fold them while they're hot, and that keeps. Oh, them that's straight. so responsible. Why do that's I? That's why I have a steamer. Is that I've never once taken the clothes out on time, unless I'm loading <laughs> in another load. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> my clothes are wrinkly as fuck, and that's why I love a steamer. Is that you just? I'm, I have I have a hanger in my in my bathroom that stays there, and then I have the steamer already hooked up, so I just turn it on, and it's like within a minute, I'm yeah. getting I'm getting steamed. A dryer should for some. For I think someone like us should have a snooze button mm. where you're like, okay, I waited too long. It's wrinkled. I need another ten in there. Do you know that there's? I a, know there's a quick try. But no, 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 there's a quick. There's a steamer button that is. Oh, a, it's twenty minutes and it kind of uh, injects steam, so it makes it wet again I, and then th- it dries th- it on ours. Oh, yeah, we got oh, that. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Oh man, I never noticed yeah, that. Dude, I'm glad we brought button. this up. That's amazing. Yeah, you'll hit it. Um, yeah, I, I was just going to steam. I was actually just going to steam my duvet because it is so wrinkly and just like a nice <laughs> flat white, or not yes. white, it's it's pink, but like a nice duvet. Oh, oh, and the brand that I love, by the way, is All's Well it, for oh. sheets and bedding. All's Well. Uh, the sheets are- All's Well. All's Well. All's Well. Yeah. <laughs> All's Well. It's so good. I really recommend them. I, I use that duvet and they have the little ties in, in, in the corners that you tie it onto your thing. And I just put it on. And I think I'm going to steam it. Um, because How did I it go? How long do you think start to finish you finished? Ten minutes. Du- Less that, than. That's still, Seven minutes. That's still pretty long. There should be duvet Olympics. I bet you there is. <laughs> Marie Somewhere. Kondo would kill it. I used to Marie Kondo all my clothes, that folding pattern. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. My older brother can fold like a... Like a fucking boss, because like he worked when, at Bloomingdale's. Where he does like that, where he lifts up the middle, and it just like. Yeah, if you worked in retail, you could fold anything. Yeah, I was Marie Kondoing um, for a while, which is you put you fold everything so that it it it's like a it, and then you you can stack it. They all stack oh. upright. Do you so roll that, them? Um, no, you fold once, and then give me that sweatshirt over there. I'll show you how to condo. Okay, so. I, th- I believe, if I remember correctly, you fold it like that, yeah. and then you're going to do, wait, and then you do, 
one half. Oh, so for it's different for everyone, but what you want to end up with is like a little taco of a shirt. So you <laughs> fold it so that you'll have to watch the video for this, you guys. And if, if not, just look up Marie Kondo folding method. And you would tuck that. Wait, so this one, I would actually do this because it doesn't have long enough. And you do that. Wait, hold on. <laughs> really <bad> this. <laughs> this and then this. And then that oh, that's fun. would be like that. And then in your drawer, a little you burrito. would open a drawer yeah. and they would all be stacked like this. So when you open the drawer, you can see it perfectly like this. And you can do that with pants, tank tops, underwear, socks, everything. How did Kondo become... Did she get on like Oprah or something? Uh, I think her method is just really good. And the way she writes is very beautiful. Like I, I was totally sold on the book when I read it. Did you ever read it, Noah? No. I got into condo right before I met you. I think in 2017 I started condoing. But I, I'm out of it now. Yeah. Now I just throw, I, I do a method that I used to see Amy Schumer do, which I always used to um, place a lot of perfection onto her in terms of like she she just was the first friend of mine that like had her own apartment in Manhattan and like just had things going on, would have like checks laying around for like, th I remember seeing a check for like $30,000 one time on her like table and I was just like, what is that money? And why would you like, she was just killing it and like a woman, you know, and she had this apartment that smelled so good and like, you know, it was just, it was a cool little like lower level, whatever. And I remember I, I was just like, God, she has it so together. But the one time I opened her closet, her like drawers, and it was just all of these clothes like thrown in, like no folding, just all a mess. They're all clean, but she would just dig through it and then she would steam it. And it was like, but she had it all in there so no one could see it. So it was a mess in there, but it was all like, you know, long sleeve shirts. Nothing was folded, just a mess. Short sleeve shirts, nothing folded, all a mess. And I was like, oh, you can just do that. And that that's fine because sometimes when I fold stuff, I can't, I have to go through it and then it gets messed up anyway. I don't understand people that can just, that's the Marie Kondo method. That's why it works because when you're uh, looking for things, you can see everything at the yes. top. You don't have to dig around. When you stack things, you unfold, it's like you fuck it all up. What I what I do is uh, I'll, I'll fold it and then I won't have room in my drawer. So I'll push it all in and while I'm pushing it in, it unfolds and becomes shitty anyways. Yeah. So it's like, what are we doing? But I mean, it really is exactly who we are. I mean, a sh uh, unfolded shirt inside a nice dresser, you know? I mean, yes. mine is a little bit more apparent on the outside, too. But like, we all are like, like, that's more us. It's like, look, I, I try to be more organized at times. And I really do want to be an organized person. I think about it. It's not your fault. You I know, know. You're not choosing to be disorganized because <laughs> you like want to be dirty and bad. Like we all would like to be. And you just go, well, why don't you just put in the extra effort and put away that spoon after you use it? But it's like, it doesn't occur to me. If it occurred to me, I would. <laughs> or it does and it scares me. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with my brain. But the thing that you told me that one time where the housewife lady said, if you're going to just throw it on. On the floor, then you're gonna have to pick it up off the floor. You're oh, just adding yeah, a that was step. Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, that was she a good that. thing. I think about still. Okay, so what is it again? Because I forgot that. Uh, essentially, it's if you're just gonna like, it's gonna take you the same amount of time that you just put something up on like the dresser, than just to put it away in the drawer. Now you're just adding another step and adding oh, more like time. Like if you just drop it on the floor because you don't want to hang it up, you're, you're gonna eventually have to, yeah. gonna have to pick that up and or put die. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just do it now. I used my therapist used to say if it takes under three minutes, do it. Oh, that's everything. Yeah, that's exactly. the crazy thing about all of this shit. Doesn't take long. And then you learn it, and then you forget it. 
I get overwhelmed by how much stuff I have. And then when I start going through it and then I go, you know, yesterday I had this bottle in my, like all my toiletries and it was like this vitamin that I used to take. And I'm like, what? I don't take that anymore. Why is that still here? Because there's one vitamin left in it. And I go, should I take it? Even though I don't take this anymore? Or should I just keep it in case I take it? it? Did you take it? I just, no, I was so proud of myself. I I threw the pill away (laughs) with the bottle. I said, I don't need any of this. Goodbye. I had to make a choice. And it was hard for me to do because there was still one left. And that used to be, that's very expensive vitamins. I'm like, should I donate it? Who's going to eat? have one of these oh i mean it's the story of my life of having protein on top of the refrigerator right every guy and woman at this point yes has a protein jar on top of the refrigerator that is probably three moldy three good at this point it's turned into its own kirsten went through our refrigerator and was just like when i was doing recycling one time and she's (laughs) like can we just go really quick through your refrigerator i'm like please don't i don't want to look at this stuff i don't want to have to like deal with it. And she started pulling things out. And I'm like, wow, that took two seconds. And the refrigerator is so much better looking. Yeah, I thought it was going to stay there forever. I thought that was the refrigerator now. You know, it's like. <laughs> it does feel like I just, ex- I kind of hold my breath when I open the refrigerator. I door. mean, my dad is the same. My dad, yeah. you know, I think a big reason why he got remarried is because he couldn't clean like after himself. Like his, if if you saw his office, this is a doctor with all cancer like papers everywhere cancer papers everywhere and then you get to the house he had like one diet pepsi and he'd have a pizza box with like a half you know just four pieces of crust still in there it's kind of like the one vitamin it's like why is that even in there well the vitamin doesn't like attract roaches and like bugs yeah they're not healthy there's this is the thing it's like (laughs) There's a way, there's a way to have a trashed space or a messy space that is not disrespecting yourself. Like everyone, yes. I always look at my room and as an extension of like how I'm doing mentally. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to do that because a lot of times I'll be like, "You're a fail. Like you're messy. Like this is who you are. Is your room or this your car and the cleanliness is who you are." <laughs> However, if my car has like s- like wet food, like things that are just gross. That's me not respecting my, like, that's me yes. actually, like, you know, when I clean up for other people, it's like, why do I respect people more than myself? Why do I want a, a nice space? For it? Is it how you, is, do you respect them or do you respect their judgment of you? I don't want them to you? judge. I want yes. them to think, and and I also know that they don't live like this and I don't want them to think that, um, yeah, I don't want them to judge me. Have you ever left it just dirty? I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, you said now your mom. I, I don't, I do not really tidy you clean up. clean a little bit though. In the living but room, that you're gets like, me to, because that's the way I want it to look anyway. Yeah. And I, and I know that I want to show my mom respect. Like she's coming over. Like that's the same way I like dress up for shows. Mm-hmm. Like I could just wear jeans and a t-shirt and everyone would be fine. <laughs> that photo you posted on Instagram. Where we're both wearing the same button oh, down. Yeah, I was so like, funny. we've both come so far fast. Well, I wouldn't have dressed like that at Caroline's ever, the way I'm dressing now. But like, I want to dress to yeah. show that people are spending $100 for a ticket yes. to me, for me. I want to show that I put in effort. So my mom, I wanted to show her like, you're coming over. Like, I know you're coming over and I'm excited. Here's what I have to present. Um, but I really have let go of what my room looks like when I have like guys in it or... You know, all those guys. <laughs> yeah. When the GB comes by. No, it's just like uh, me if having you could three clean your cans room, on like, my nightstand does not mean I'm a bad person. If you could clean your room like you do your asshole, you would be. I mean, you'd have yeah, your the own. time I spend on my asshole. That's so true. <laughs> I need a room douche. 
Let's get to the news. <laughs> like a Roomba for your ass. Dude, I just locked Roomba in my bathroom because he was just trying to get away with like not tidying enough. And I go, you finished the job. Roomba, you put him in the bathroom. He's stuck in my bathroom. I shut the door and I turn off the light. What? He's Roomba's in the just dark in there, in there by himself. Just, and it really is sad. I didn't mean to turn off the light, but then I was mm. going to turn it back on. And I was like, well, Roomba doesn't need a light. But I do. I yes, feel it's like I, sentient. He probably wants to get out of there. Oh, he's definitely complaining. He's but butter buttering up against buttering like hitting the like ramming. Yes, the, but he he had not cleaned up everything. I said, Roomba, you stay in there and you finish the job. You're not leaving your room until you get it done. Let's get to the news. Hopefully, he learns a lesson through this uh, very negative affirm affirmation. What's the word? You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> we definitely heard affirmation for the first time. <laughs> oh man, it is Thursday, so you all know what that means. It is Thursday. We have a great uh, day coming up or tomorrow we're going to uh, milwaukee, milwaukee and, and indianapolis milwaukee talkie i've never been to milwaukee oh it's it's awesome it's kind of reminds me of st louis okay it's just like i i love milwaukee i love a small city i love the midwest yeah this is a, our a little midwest run milwaukee and Indi indianapolis uh tickets still available i believe having all the swells out there on the road oh cankers affirmation okay First story, when it comes to his three daughters, Joe Rogan says he's taking an active role in their knowledge of self-defense. Oh. My kids, he's quote unquote, my kids are allowed to hit me as hard as they can. <laughs> I teach them they're taking martial art classes, but I teach them it hurts. I went from being a kid who was terrified of conflict to being a martial arts champion. The reason why I became a martial arts champion is I was being picked on all the time. I was like, I do not like this, so I'm going <laughs> to become what I am terrified of. Ah, well, what did, what do you mean he's going to become a bully? <laughs> <laughs> you know that doesn't really. I, get, I know, like, I know. That, I love that he like, wants to become the people that he's scared of that are picking on him. I guess, or, or at least become as tough or tougher. Yeah, like he than, thinks he's so weak, and like the thing he's scared of is probably fighting, and yes. he wants to be able to do it. But yeah, we're able running to into the fear. Right, oh, or able conflict. to handle confrontation. Ah, confrontation. That's probably what he's scared of. It is funny to handle confrontation with a leg kick. It's like, yeah. oh, what? Oh, oh my oh, my report's not in on time. Confrontation is so terrifying. <laughs> people that are good at it, I don't. I mean, and people that are good at it are oftentimes like bullies and, and people. That, to, to be good at it, I think, is to do it uh in the best way but like or in to, to do it thoughtfully and like think about it before you do it people that you know just snap to confrontation oh. not usually the people i admire there's a there's a, a way to do it where i'm not good at it i'm either oh, you, yeah you i'm get either nervous. a wild boy like I'll you go. were good at it the other day when we were late for the airport i did good where but when you? we were at the airport and there were people in front of us, and we were going to be late for the plane. Oh, and you, I did a very good you way. You asked those people yeah. in front of us. Andrew yeah. stepped up and asked the people in front of us when we were checking our bags because we were running late if we could go in front of them because we were running late, which is a very, very few people are <laughs> able to do that. I did um, it with tact and like. Yeah, it was very yeah. nice the way he did it. I said, hey, old man, look at me again, motherfucker. Look at me. And they were so nice. Yeah, they were. Very, even though you were, said that to them. Yeah. Because they were hard of hearing. Yeah, they didn't hear. He, he felt it, though. They were They were just like, oh, sure, we're here early. And you were, you know, like, we, you probably assessed them at first. They're an older couple. They didn't seem frantic or, like, nervous, so it didn't look like they were in a hurry. We were. And I, I really admired that because it, um, 
it's not easy to do. And when you're running late for the airport, you just feel so foolish and you feel like so annoying and like frazzled and to like beg people to let you go in front yeah. of you at the line. It should be a lot easier than that. We should just know as a as, as that people guy, that you let people ahead. If that guy was an ad, like if he turned around and goes, no, I'm, we're we're actually kind of late, too. I don't know what I like. <laughs> like that's when I get it. That's when it doesn't work out, you know? That's I think, where I would step yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, if <laughs> he was like, he goes, you should have gotten here early. We were, yeah. this is just the way it is. I would have gone, have you ever been late for anything in your life, sir? Have you ever, have the events in your life never led you, based on whether you were <laughs> negligent or not, led you to be late and you wish someone would have extended this to you? Have you never, has that never happened to you? That's what I would have said. And then he him. would go, uh, I wish. Where were you 30 years ago? <laughs> I wish someone would have done that for you, sir. Yeah. And guess what? You can do that to, for me today if you let us go in front of you. Like, that, yeah. the initial one is scary to me, but once someone has given me reason to be confrontational, I'll get in there. And I don't love it, but I, I, uh, that's when I... I also it. respect we're any old person to, uh, that has patience. And I know that I was know a Seinfeld. So much... or Was that Seinfeld? Or Curb? No, Seinfeld. When he's at... He's like, how are you not thinking about your death every day? <laughs> Remember oh, yeah. that scene? It, they also did a thing where um, they realized Jerry's parents were shoplifting. <laughs> and she was just like, I'm old. You know, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, gets <laughs> I'm on my way out kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was very nice. But, yeah, there is a way to, like, there's a way people do conflict where they don't raise their voice. They raise their voice just enough where if you go, why are you yelling? They're like, I'm not yelling. There, I remember my... Yeah, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. You go. There. Okay. <laughs> Stop being so confrontational. Oh, yeah. a, Back off! <laughs> there's a way, I feel, which I would love to achieve and learn how to be more assertive versus mm. aggressive. Yes. Uh, yes. And assertive is, is going into something like at full height, calm, <laughs> having confidence, and just, you know, being able to settle the situation in like a very diplomatic way manner and then there's aggressive where it's like very emotional right oh it's tough or it's there's the um i'm sorry i'm so sorry like cowering before yeah. you even ask i'm really I sorry know, to bother you with this too. and then know. when the person doesn't say it's okay when oh. you say sorry oh. fuck you oh. honestly I hate that fuck you <laughs> i dealt with this woman that was at the in the lobby of this hotel and I had to store my bags in this closet because yeah. I had to go run and get lunch. And my car wasn't, you know, I, had, I didn't have a hotel room anymore. We had checked out, which is standard procedure at any hotel. Store the bags. And I had to get something out of my bag. She is in a lobby. There's no one checking in. It is, there's nothing that's going on. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I forgot. There's something in one of my bags that I have to grab. Uh, can I get in there real quick and just grab it? And she just grabs the key and just starts walking towards the closet and I'm just like I'm so sorry thank you nothing oh. nothing I'm in there digging around uh, I, I know what's in here I, I, two seconds so sorry so, I'm so sorry like just me just begging for her to say it's okay nothing oh. thank you so much finally get it thank you so much I really appreciate it thank you nothing <laughs> wild <laughs> wild I mean I, I could not believe uh. it I think it's so rude and, you know, why do I need that? Because I just, because I did feel bad. There is a way, like, people, yeah, I know. I, know. I did feel You're bad. Both. But you know what? She she has her own shit, obviously, going on. We could say that, right? Yes. Um, 
for sure. You know, she sees you. Was she older? No. No. Oh. She just wasn't. She was. She was probably having a bad day, and she yeah. probably didn't care for my like. She probably. Um, you know, some of these, some women out there are like, never say sorry. Don't ever say I'm yeah, sorry. Women, like all we too. do is apologize. Stop saying sorry. It's like, she might be one of those girls that's like, when she hears a woman say it, she's just like so disappointed in how I'm a bad feminist because I apologize. And it's like, I'm not apologizing for my existence. I'm apologizing because I want you to like me because my mom drank a lot. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Like, I'm sorry that, like, I'm working on myself. I don't want, stop this whole thing of, like, women never say sorry. Guys do it's it just too. Like, stop that. You're weak if you say sorry, especially know, in business. Never apologize. And it's like, fuck you. Fuck. But what if you turned I, it around and instead of saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, like, at the end, you just said, thank you so much for your time or just thanks for going out of the way. I know and, that's and what you're supposed to there. say instead of sorry, but I just don't think mm. it shows as much. Because what if they haven't given you their miss? What what if? But what if you can't thank someone until they've given it to you? So if I'm going up to say, I have to get into my bag. May I please get back in that closet? Um, I I could say I would really appreciate your yeah. patience while I dig through this bag. That's just so much. I, I just rather say sorry. I'm really sorry I exist. <laughs> well, I think like there's a there's like a way to do. For me, when I hear assertiveness, it it's like uh, nails on a chalkboard. For me, when like someone like let's say you're late to your flight and you go up to the ticket counter and this assertive dad comes up and he goes, "Look, my family, we that's, that's aggressive." Okay. Exactly. All right. So let me look. My family. <laughs> no, aggressive. Like nope. you are responding to aggressiveness. No, but I think people think that's assertive when when someone's taking charge of the situation, and sometimes people listen. It's like when you talk like this, and you pause, and you think everyone's waiting for your for your ma magical thought. You Why know? does that trigger you? I don't know. I don't know. I just think people, anyone that thinks they're more important than they are just annoys me. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty damn good when I go up to a ticket counter and handle, like, a situation like that where, yes. like, you don't have to be like, I have, I'm in control. I know that y being mean to people at ticket counters and being a bitch and, like, be being aggressive does not get them to give you what you want. <laughs> nope. What does is being s kind and yeah. understanding that their job fucking sucks and that they don't owe you anything and that they can maybe do you a favor. And, you know, it's it's ne yelling at someone is never going to get you what you want. I've never seen it work. Any Karen who's yelling <laughs> and being filmed, has she ever gotten what she wants? It just, you know, you. I understand why it happens because you get so embarrassed by your kind of anger yeah. and their response to it and they make you feel crazy. And so you get even more mad because you just are trying to, I'm not, I shouldn't be embarrassed. I'm angry. Like, And it's like, I'm panicking. Why are you not panicking? It's like, because I'm not getting on a flight. I don't like my job. I'm driving home in like four hours. People like, that get mad has at nothing people to do with who you. are behind a desk I, and like making, you know. <laughs> you did great the other day when our car, our rental car wasn't there on time. You like ended up becoming friends with everyone in there. Oh, yeah. they Well, they recognize me, so that always takes it down a notch. <laughs> well, they didn't recognize me. They just go, because I have my guitar. Oh. They're like, you play music? And I go, ah, it's just a hobby. And they're like, what's your Instagram? Do you do your music on Instagram? And I was like, No. And they're like, what's your, and I'm like, I'm a comedian. Like, I, I think I volunteered it because I was trying to get a yeah, little bit of like better should, service. That's because when you use it. They fucking, at this rental car place, 
they don't get, I go, they even admitted, they go, we're not paid enough to like, honestly, to work hard. And I'm like, I'm with you. I go, that's the problem with our world is like, I don't blame you guys. Like for the, for, they go, the guys washing the cars out there don't even, they make nothing. They make minimum wage to wash cars and they're supposed to get through three in an hour. They don't cause they're, they're not, they're, they could, if it's not this job, they could go get this job. Any, like there's yeah. an, always a job that'll pay this much. This one is just one of them. So they have no incentive to actually do the work. I go, do they get tips? They go, they don't ever interact with customers. So they have no chance to get tips. And we're dependent on those cars. So we get through people and we promise cars that are supposed to be done. And they, we can't get them to work harder because they don't make enough. And I go, I don't blame them. And they I go, either. I don't blame them either. Yeah. And I was just like, ah. and then, um, yeah, and then they looked me up on Instagram. It's the funny thing is, the guy goes, "Oh my god, I've watched you!" Like he he talked to me for a really long time before he realized that I was the girl in the black dress with the lightning bolt on it. That he watched oh. my degenerate special just because of the dress, the power of dressing sexy. It gets people to watch you and then and not you remember your name. Had that dress. <laughs> I flew. I, you, I worked you hard. You delivered that dress. I forgot it. That's right. <laughs> At twelve p.m. or twelve or oh my midnight. God, that was such uh, a next, wild. Oh, that was ride. crazy. Okay, it looked great, and that's next set, story. That was that a great set dress. is like fire. Thanks, man. You helped me edit it too. It was so good. Um, okay, let me think. And you were there for the taping. You were the only one there. In my that posse. Was a weird green. Oh we could talk God. about that. Oh, oh, it was so weird. Everyone seemed on edge. I guess people are nervous. We I were get like it. in a green room in a tent outside, and it was in Vegas, and it was like a weird setting. It was like a, you know, the degenerates, like, you got to be dirty. Like, they didn't have us hang out with each other. We were kind of just like a weird group of comics that didn't really know each other. We all had like blankets because we were freezing. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird night. Yeah. Um, Olivia Newton-John admits that physical lyrics were raunchy for 1981. Let's get physical. Physical. Everyone knows the chorus, but you want to know what the the first verse? Yeah. I'm saying all the things that I know you'll like. Making good conversation, I got to handle you just right. You know what I mean? I took you to an intimate restaurant, then to a suggestive movie. This sounds like a guy who was written for a guy. There's nothing left to talk about unless it's horizontally. And then the second verse is even is more creepy. I've been patient. Mm-hmm. I've been good. Tried to keep my hands on the table. It's getting hard. This holding back, if you know what I mean. That was hot. I'm sure you'll understand my point of view. We know each other mentally. You got to know that you're bringing out the animal in me. I love it. <laughs> but it definitely was written for a man to sing. Yeah, I feel yeah, I think it was, for sure. Especially the first the verse. The hard part too. I'm getting hard. Yeah, the the hard like di- being difficult. Like, God, he got so difficult the other night. No, I think he's saying his dick's hard. No, no, no. Yes, it was listen. Like it's hard. Listen, he goes, you're she. It's a. I mean, it's entendre, but it's definitely tried to keep my hands on the table. It's getting hard. This whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You really think that they said it's hard explicitly in a song, and it's Olivia Newton-John, Sandy from Greece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? That's what that's that wouldn't why make I sense for a woman to sing if that's what they meant explicitly. That's why I was so excited about it. Ugh. Oh my god, that's funny. Well, the the lyrics to the ones I heard recently that I started really listening to. Girl, I want to make you sweat. Yes. Sweat till you can't sweat no more. And when you cry out, I'm gonna push it some more. What? 
and when you cry out, I'm gonna push it, push it some more. We talked about this. We did dances, elementary school dances. We did, we did. We did. We talked about this in the car on the way to the gig. No, we talked about it here on the podcast. Oh, we did. Okay, sorry, I brought it up in the car. I was like, I'm gonna grab a knife. I'm gonna stab you. Bears repeating. I'm so into that song. I'm horny for that song. It's like one of my favorite songs now. What are some other songs that are like very sexual that you're like, whoa, that gets me juiced up? Um, what's the one where I, I, I fucked her on the counter? It wasn't me. Yeah, that's about like infidelity <laughs> and gaslighting. Uh, but I'm trying to think of ones that I'm like, just like me. song. Yeah, the song is good. Uh, like in terms of like explicit, explicit lyrics, but I'm trying to think of songs that like make me like horny. You know what's horny? Uh, uh, Belle Biv DeVoe had some horny songs back in the day. You were doing, you were singing Poison. That, the, they, the <sighs> people that sing that song, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then R. Kelly, unfortunately, you know, whatever happened to him, but my body's telling me no, no, no. My, my brain is, my heart is telling me no, but my body, my body's, body's telling, telling me yes. yes. I don't see nothing wrong. But is there anything that you listen to that you go, oh my God, that's so hot? Probably when a woman sings, I would guess. I like mean, any it, woman singing about. Ava Brothers has a song called I Wish I Was. And it's it's not sexual. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a wet vagina. It's weird they sang it. <laughs> it was written for Olivia. It was Olivia <laughs> John, John wrote, wrote it for herself. <laughs> yeah. But they, she aged out of it, apparently. Let's get a physical, physical. <laughs> Go over and step on the scale and try to be thinner. Then you're gonna have that thing hit your knee. It's gonna test your reflexes. Lie about smoking and drinking. That's the song about getting a physical. I love that song. You um, gotta cough when I grab your ball skin. Yeah, I have. I I should make a, 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 a set list, list of list? horny songs and share it on Spotify for yeah. Our let's listeners. do it. Because I, there are there are definitely songs that I just am like so juiced up for. Well, what which one? I can't think of an. I could look at my. We got to go take a break. Let's okay. come back and let people know what I'm juiced up for. Right after this. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. 
For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so um, we're going to get to... uh, you know, our sports moment, but I just want to share a song that I might be a little bit horned up for. And I'm going to go with, I just have to look at my, um, Oh God. Um, solo Frank ocean. 
Oh. Hand me a towel, I'm dirty dancing by myself, going off tabs. That acid, form me a circle, wash my jagger, can't lose my jacket, and hit it solo Hello. one time. I'm too loud in public. Okay, so it gets to the part where it's like, wow, that he just wants to, like, he's alone and he wants to hook up with this girl and like, guy, it's just. Guy, Oh, really? Yeah, he's gay. I thought he was bi. Uh, huh. Oh, well, I'm picturing him t- talking to me during this song. Yeah, so just let I'm me have him it. talking to me. <laughs> so we let can me all have share it. it. That one's a, that's the first one that came up on my list that I'm like, I that song is sexy. His voice is just sexy. Yes. Um, you know, uh New Light, John Mayer, that can sometimes be a little bit sexy. Backseat of my Jeep, L O Cool J. Mm. I hooked up to that in the back of my car. It was pretty on the nose, but it worked. Oh, E.T. by Katy Perry and Kanye West. What's that one? Kiss me, kiss me, infect me with your love and fill me with your poison. Take me, wanna be a victim, ready for affection. Uh, uh, You're Um, an alien. Dave Matthews. That's kind of rapey too. Tonight, let's be lovers. Ugh. No, thank you. Come on. Just give it a chance. You know what? A guy ruined that song for me by putting it on a playlist for me of like his love for me. And now I'm so like, disenchanted by that Ugh. person that I'm like fuck you ruined L- lover lay down for me Wait, you motherfucker that's a different song though Wait what did you say Let's be lovers Tonight let's be lovers Oh oh please tonight oh say goodbye Yes yeah, say, say goodbye. goodbye is the sexiest song of yeah, all time ever. thank you sorry okay yeah. uh, lover lay down is Oh uh, yeah is but lover lay down's nice but yeah I that know. sucks all right, ruined let's get it. to the sports moment Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment Oh, man, I was gaming hot. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Okay, this is um, a story that I don't know if you'll like, but we'll figure it out. Aaron Rodgers, who you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know him personally, but he yes, dated I know Olivia Munn, who uh, now believe has me, I know Melanie's sperm in her. And he's married to Shailene Woodley. Yes. And married. he has a brother, uh, Jordan Rodgers, who is a bachelor, and they no longer talk because of probably religious reasons. Yeah. Uh, slams. Aaron Rodgers slams woke cancel culture after criticism over post-game trash talk on a hot mic. He got caught on a mic. Apparently, he threw a touchdown or the game ended, and t- uh, this lady in the crowd was giving him double birds. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and he's playing Chicago. And Green Bay, Chicago, big rivalry. Right. They're very close to each other. He and goes, he's a I, Packer, right? I own you. I fucking own you, Chicago. I fucking own you. Okay. And people are making a big deal of i guess using the term own i guess i mean it's you know no stop i mean yeah that is was she a black woman i don't know i don't know about that that could be that could if he said it right to her face i no no well he was saying it like in the term of chicago i I I own own chicago and uh, (laughs) tom brady actually wrote it's nice to find out that you're a shareholder now and hilarious like he made a joke of it but uh, Rogers was asked about it, and he talks about cancel culture. He says, and there's a cancel culture at the same time. He goes, there's a PC woke culture that exists, and there's a cancel culture at the same time, and it's based on people's own feelings yeah. of maybe personal misery or distaste yes. for their own situation yes. or life or just the enjoyment of holding other people down underneath wow, their Wow, he thumb. owned that. He yeah. really owned that sentence, yeah. No, he's absolutely right. When you engage in this culture, you're immersed in it, and you're in it so much. For me, when I took time in the Immersed office, or immersed? Immersed. 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 Oh. I think you said immersed in it. Oh, no, I just didn't hit the M. Got it. Okay, immersed. 
Okay, <laughs> this sentence is interesting for, for me. I think you'll like it. He goes, for me, when I took time in the off-season to work on myself and to work on my mental status and to get myself in the right frame of mind, I was being selfish or non-responsive. Selfish and entitled. When I came back and said what I said, the same sentiments were shared. So, yeah. yeah I mean, he, Why you did know, you like that sentence? Well, I know I like that sentence. Why did you like that sentence? Because... Because the media really like if he's not responding because he's working on his own mental health, you're being selfish to take care of yourself. But if right. he had cancer and he's like, hey, I got to take these three months off. I'm dealing with yeah. chemo. Everyone would be like, you're a hero. Battle it. Yeah, please. Wait, don't let us bug you. Yeah. No one would call yeah, <laughs> a I cancer mean, survivor did you selfish. See the, you saw the Ted Lasso finale, right? Yes. I mean, it's all about, Ted, you know, this whole second season is about Ted Lasso, the coach, um, having a panic attack and getting help for his mental stress. And then someone close to him feeling like you abandoned me because you're working on yourself. Like I didn't you, you weren't there for me because you, you just disappeared when really he was working on himself. So it's a very it's almost exactly the same situation yeah. of like now there's this backlash against him. Um, from someone who used to love him on on the show because he worked on himself and um, God, I love Ted Lasso and things like and Aaron Rodgers saying stuff like this because it's going to be very exciting when this when we see the results of men who have never even thought about taking care of their mental health starting to embrace it and almost think it's like oh that's what athletes do like I'm going to do that like yes. when we see the results of that and the next decade and or and on it's going to be it's going to be so good for we we we're going to need it i think there's something cuz things are getting shittier i think what will happen is uh someone will have issues early on and deal with them quicker because an athlete does it rather than our generation where we waited till we had a full on mental breakdown to be like oh i think i need a therapist yeah. hopefully they'll like attack it earlier Sometimes you on don't know yeah until you don't that yeah happens but. Hopefully and it becomes more norm, though, to deal with it before it becomes something that you yes. can't deal with. But it's so embarrassing to deal with something before it gets to oh the my point God, where it's, it's bad. So, yeah, it's, like getting a, it's literally a, like getting a, a cancer checkup every four months just in case. People go, you're crazy. Like, what are you waiting for? Or it's me saying, you know, a week ago, hey, I just don't want to do this writer's meeting like that I had today because... I just am tired right now, and I just in the future I might be tired that day, so I'm just gonna sleep in that day. That makes me feel lazy, as opposed to like waiting to the last minute and going like uh, I'm yeah. looking at my schedule, and it's just like I can't. Like that gives me more authority to ask for a break than if I just foresee myself wanting a break. Like, oh, and so true. I will, do you want to say in Ted Lasso, there is a moment where one of the characters is like presents his girlfriend with a six week vacation away like, oh and, yeah and i go what i i was watching with my partner and i was like six weeks and he was like yeah you would never do that i go no one ever who takes six weeks a lot of away europeans europeans six weeks they take two months off like it's nothing that is a I'm wild serious. amount of time i mean right in if you're in europe but i'm pretty sure they take they my take an insane God. amount of time off but it was a little bit weird because he was like six weeks we leave tomorrow and i'm like like she has to yeah. pack for six weeks in one night. I mean, I could do it because I'm a quick backer, but like most people, especially this girl, she wears a lot of like different barrettes in her bun <laughs> and like always has different accessories. That's going to yeah. be a lot to pack up for six weeks. I love how she handled that conversation. You didn't, I didn't like it? it? Was I just didn't feel it was realistic. 
Mm. You go away for six weeks. I'll work on me while I probably fuck Jamie. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I do love them <laughs> so much. I think seeing Roy, I mean, if you don't watch Lasso, I'm sorry for this Lasso talk, but seeing Roy's uh, transformation has given me a lot of hope about men in my life. And like, I think a lot of men can see themselves in Roy Kent and where he's come from and how he's now handled conflict and things. This show is so good for men who are angry to watch. If you are a girl out there and you have a man yes. in your life who's angry, it's a sports show and it will make them just 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 make them watch it cuz they yeah. will they will uh, unintentionally learn things I about can themselves see you and be more open. some scenes and be like I just didn't catch that. And yeah, then, wait, what did he say there was a joke he... there? Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a joke there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he All just right. cried and said I need therapy. All yeah, right. it's a joke. It's funny. <laughs> wait, I just want to see wait, what sweater she was wearing. That, she wasn't in that scene. Um okay, let's get mm. to our weekly segment that I love so much. We have a lot to get oh. through, so let's try to fit it. Fanthrax. Come on. Yeah! It fucking pumps me up. I'm not gonna lie. It makes me want to fucking run through a locker. <laughs> All right, now uh, let's get into it. Run through a locker. Yeah, inside. Uh, hit my head on it. That you know, to open it up. <laughs> you don't remember okay. that from movies? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our first. Uh, should I read a voicemail or should I play a voicemail or read, read voicemail. a letter? Voicemail. I love voicemail. I close okay. my eyes too. Yeah, Andrew meditates okay. three <laughs> Okay, here comes a voicemail from Emily. Oh my God. The All May palette. Dude, <laughs> I have hazel eyes. So, yeah. I remember I got that palette and I did everything that it told me to do. <laughs> And my grandma said, oh, wow, you're really wearing a lot of makeup. <laughs> I remember it vividly, but I knew I looked hot as shit. Thanks for making me remember that. Alme <laughs> palette. It was the first time I had ever heard of, like, you paint your lid one shade, the crease another shade, and then the brow oh, bone another shade. Oh, is that what that shade. is? Mm-hmm. What's it, it called? Went, I'm it was, sorry. It, it, the, the company is Alme. Oh, Alme. But they made an eye palette for each, like, whatever color your eyes are to bring out the color the best. And so whatever color your eyes were, you bought that palette, and it would teach you, like, put the lid, make it uh, <laughs> uh, brown. Then the then it's a light, then a darker blue in the crease, and then a lighter blue on, on the brow. It's bone. like a fade for your like your hair. Yeah, I mean that's eye. essentially what eye makeup is. You make the crease like you have to do different. But that was the first time I ever heard of like kind of that kind of contouring, I guess, for your eyes. So thanks for. I love that she loved that reference. Okay, next one is from Chase. My bank. Hey Nikki. Oh, hey good. Andrew. Hey Noah. Love you guys. Love the pod. Massive bestie over here. Anyway, I just really needed to call in about Subway because you guys really brought back like this cursed, repressed memory when talking about the shredded let. Like it really just <laughs> I really blocked this guy out of my memory. It was amazing. So I was a senior sandwich artist at Subway for about three years in high senior. school. Yes, wow. a senior sandwich artist. I make a point to say that because there were classes involved. She literally replied to you when she goes, yes. Anyway. This yep. man wow. would come in and order a veggie sub every week, and he just was really creepy. Like, you know, just, you know, when you meet somebody and you're like, they might be a pedophile. I don't know. Like, it's just very odd. <laughs> well, Jared very had creepy, to go visit man. local but anyway, subway come in and just have this part of his withering, deal. like, thousand-yard stare and order a veggie sub every week. Ugh. And the amount of shredded let he would get on his sandwich, <laughs> Nikki, like, it was disgusting. He would just look me in the eyes every time. I would give him a ton because I knew this man who would come in every week, Ugh. and it would always be more, more. 
more, more. <laughs> That's how he would say it. And I was terrified. Ew. So I just, yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. And thank you for reminding me of humble beginnings and how far we've come. And also, don't worry about that shredded light girl. I would always rip open another bag for him. No hesitation. If it was you coming in, girl. Bags on bags of shredded lead. All you shredded lead. I love this girl. Dude. Anyway, I love, mean, bye. love her. Thank I mean, you, Chase. she's fun. This girl. You're the best listeners. I've loved both of these calls. Shredded um, lead. You said randomly. Yeah, and she, and she yeah. just like yeah. picked it up. Uh, I want to hear more. I love stories of like customers yes. and the weird things, the recurring customers that they would order. And I bet someone could call in and talk about me at different points in my life and the weird because I, I would go places and they'd just be like. All right, get out the let. Like the only difference between that guy and you is you say sorry. Yes, <laughs> that's true. You're like sorry more, sorry yeah. more, more, There's, sorry ugh. more. I read about the, in the Starbucks subreddit so many weird regulars and what the regulars always get, and like these people that they just see them coming in. And they're like, okay, twelve pumps of, you know, caramel macchiato. No syrup coffee plus a fizzy water, <laughs> and they, yeah, they'll they'll do that. They'll literally what? do like. A splash of almond milk, like 15 pumps of a syrup, and like uh, a decaf shot. And it's like, that's just, what are you doing? I feel like these people- Light ice. Very bored people, and this is like a highlight of their life. That drink is very expensive. Yeah, maybe they're just rich people that are just like- I just think it's like their one thing that they get to have a little control, Mm. a little power. Yeah, possibly. Be like, oh, I'm going to do 17 today. Like, they like- Maybe like pace around like, what's my order going to be? I saw your um, order has definitely taken a little. Uh, you, you Don't you, look at my order. I didn't know whose cup it was. So I looked at it and <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is my drink. And then I was like, wait a second. That's slightly different than my drink, but very similar. I like what you put in your mouth. You literally. Yeah, I asked oh. you the other day if sugar free vanilla is good. And you said, yeah. Why would I get it? I go. He goes, is that good? That drink, that sugar free vanilla. You always get it. Is that good? And I go. No, it's bad. It was my way of precursing you eventually seeing that I got I'm it. Precurse you, motherfucker. No, but do you understand what I was doing there? I was being a little bitch because I was saying, oh, is it good? So then later when you see that I order it, we talked about it as opposed to me just ordering it and you go, oh, that's my order, motherfucker. You can just say, I want to try that sometime. Yeah, well, I'll, you, you can know. say that. Or you can just get it and just be like, Nikki, you're so weird. And that's fine too because I am. Okay. <laughs> What's next, All right. Noah? It's delicious. Next one is for Andrew from Megan and Leah. Two girls? Hi, Hi New Turkey. Turkey. I'm Megan. <laughs> and I'm Leah. And we are best friends in real this life. Shark Tank? Besties of the pod and besties <laughs> in real life. And we just wanted to bring attention really quick to the first video on Andrew's YouTube channel, which is a stellar performance of a song called Pussy in the Face. And we were just wondering if maybe Andrew could perform it one time on the pod. And honestly, if Nikki could be involved this? in the performance as well. Okay, I feel like I showed you this one time. And Noah, thank I... you so much for picking this voicemail. We love you guys so much. We love you. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. I love our listeners so much. Wait, Noah, do you have this queued up? I don't. I thought Andrew was going to sing it. Well, well I, I, I know that he doesn't memorize his no, own lyrics. V- yeah, well, you know my lyrics are all repetitive. I could, oh, okay. I could sing you the song Wait, right now. What is this, and what's the history of it? Like, okay, what- so Crapo. Okay, you know. Okay, it's gonna take. A- I had a, a a comedy partner named Crapo who pl- who was a Wookie when I would do one liners as Andy Shallows. I didn't even know this was still on the internet. I'm not even kidding. Okay, I I'm very rock and roll here, and and. 
I hope you guys uh, hate it. to everyone <laughs> don't apologize that was a fun song it is really fun why um what what is the story behind that okay so crapo is a good musician he played slide guitar when we did when i would do one-liners and so he had this place where he would perform he had like a little locker you well, know a little storage unit a little storage unit where he'd play with his one buddy all the time so i came by there I know three chords. You got a know. breath. Yeah. From what? Just dancing pretty hard. Oh, yeah. We're sitting in our chair doing this. Yeah, I'm out of shape, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was rocking pretty hard. That's true. That's true, that's true. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just played that. I put down a camera, a shitty camera on the on the floor, and I just filmed I Were can't you believe living that girl. I can't time? believe those girls brought that up. It's so funny how the world works. It is. I mean, that you leave a video on your YouTube channel and they discovered it. Yeah, it must have come up in their algorithm. I mean, I, I had never... I, maybe I'd watched that years ago. We've been friends for a while now. But um, no, I'd... Oh, and then it says, Andrew Collin, my Tulane stabbing. So you, your first video was nine years ago, and then your last video, your video mm -hmm. after that was six years later. You took a leave of absence. What did you do in that six years? I found God. I, I hung out with Aaron Rodgers in, a, in the Amazon. You know, uh, I was working on my own mental health, Nikki. Let's get to the final thought. Mental health, uh, I really do like that Aaron Rodgers said that thing. Mm -hmm. And it is about, like, when people want to just, like, cancel him, take it away. Like, just just don't buy his record or don't, like, don't buy watch. His record. Like, but don't uh, buy, don't, yeah. don't support, if you don't. If you really don't like this person's art anymore because of how you heard they acted, don't support it. And if you hate a company for giving this person money after they, you know, did something bad, don't support that company. Like, show your you go you can yeah as a pick consumer your battles, you can man. purchase but power. Like, trying to it's your purchase just, power. 
Yeah, per- there you go. Purchase power. Well, this I is going to sell more want, jerseys. People want people to kill themselves, I think. Like, that's what they they yeah. want people, and not to kill themselves, maybe, but they just want pe- they want to ruin people's yeah. lives. And I've been there before. I've been, like, a woman who's been scorned and wanted to, like, destroy <laughs> a man's life. And not, like, kill, like, make him want to die, but I've wanted him to feel bad. I've wanted the 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 intent to make someone want to suffer um even someone who's done you wrong is not the appropriate way to feel i believe i yeah i i think you got to pick your battles here i think if you're going after aaron Rodgers for saying that about the bears it's like and that's where you're going to put your time and energy into it's like there's a lot of other things that you should try to be canceling than that if but i also don't it takes a lot for me to think someone should be canceled. I think second chances deserve to happen. Yeah. Almost, especially if and they do the time. And they always get special the second chances. And uh, when you've gone out, when you put yourself out there being like, fucking take them down, you're going to be eating crow. Here's the other thing. Aaron Rodgers is making $100 million this year. Like, he's not getting canceled anytime soon. Like, like the but idea... you said, though, that there are athletes that, you know, the um, we were talking about the, the Houston Astros. Is that right? Yes. That got caught cheating by well, that, the guy slamming down a... That's a, way worse than what Aaron Rodgers Yeah, so did. they cheated and got caught doing it. And all whenever they put something on social media, they get bombarded with, you know, people being like, you cheaters, motherfuckers, and everything. So they just start, they're just like, okay, we'll just play baseball then. We'll just, like, not be celebrities. We'll still we'll collect our millions of dollars, and it's fine. Yeah, they'll be okay. Now I can't post a picture of my wife and kids, with a, and I, I have to, I have to, to disable the anyways. comments. Yeah. But that's really all that's changed. Um, let me read one more yeah. letter <laughs> that I got from a fan this weekend. I believe I, oh, I, I, think, I think I got this in um, Durham. Dear Nikki, where do I even begin? I discovered you in college amongst a lovely group of friends who grew up as comedy nerds. Around the time lockdown hit, I totally binged all your content. When you went home to your parents, you made it look so fun and relaxing. When my lease was up, I felt more okay about having to live with my parents. My whole attitude changed. I feel like you're a big sister to me. You're always so positive, and it's like you encourage me to be my best self. Um, whenever Whenever I have a bad day, I know I can turn on the podcast or one of your old specials or an old interviews and immediately feel comforted. I haven't always had consistent groups of friends and I'm kind of weird, but you and Noah and Andrew make me feel like part of a community. I love all the inside jokes. Apparently I laugh so hard now at things like that. And they consistently give me points of joy in my life at my SSDJ soul sucking day job. Mm. Thanks for helping me get a meet and greet tonight too. I love the paper. I love how much I love comedy because of you now. I also love how you like to wear shirts and things about what you like because I do that too. You're consistent. You consistently, consistently demonstrate what they, they wrote it that way, by the way, Mm -hmm. you consistently demonstrate (laughs) what it means to be a good human. I wish the rest of the world was as empathetic as you. Thank you for everything. When I'm Mm. depressed, Nikki's there. When I deal with my stomach sickness, Nikki's there. And when I'm having a great day, Nikki's also there. You are consistent source of light to everyone you touch. Oh, that's so nice. All the swells, Kristen PS skeletons are always laughing. Feel free to write me or reach out anytime. She left her number. And she wrote something, apparently the news on the side, and then Swifty for life. And then I want to F you as I want tofu. I love the inside jokes. Thank you so much for that sincere, beautiful handwritten note that I got at one of the meet and greets. I love you guys. Um, There's something about putting it on paper that it just means so much. Yeah. I don't know why. I Maybe because I'm old. I love you guys so much. And... Like, yeah, thank you for listening. I, I just, yeah, I, you know, I can't say it enough. It's, it's, cha- you've changed my life and the way that I look at what I do and, um, 
yeah i just i love i love the love and i feel it back and you guys are my friends too and you make me feel less alone and um and thank you so much for all the voice memos today thank you noah for compiling those and she said that there's so many you guys and you guys just keep bringing just great content we're so happy Yes, your A game is what she said. Thank you so much. Andrew, thank you. Thank you, Nikki. It was um, a great week, and I'm excited for this weekend. Yeah, good and, shows uh, uh, ahead of us. And there's going to be a special episode on Monday that y- you can look forward to. And what about the... What about... Oh, yeah. We have a live podcast coming up next week on Wednesday. All the details of that will be uh, released on our Nikki Glazer Pod Instagram page. In St. So, Louis. In St. Yeah. Louis. A live podcast that you can come to the taping of. And um, there might be cameras there for other reasons as well. So uh, look out for that information on the stories or a main post of Nikki Glazer Pod. And we hope to see you there next Wednesday, the 27th, in St. Louis at uh, Joe's Cafe. And uh, we'll... Don't be cool this weekend. Yeah, don't Please. be Please, don't be cool. And uh, have all the swells. Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.